Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. The Cashin' Out Podcast. Here we go, Championship Week style with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. I'm Scotty Vegas, and I got to tell you guys, I love the next two weeks in sports. I, I actually think that the most underrated week in all of sports is this coming week because you've got college basketball from basically noon to midnight on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It is so good to me all the way leading up to selection Sunday this week. And I can't wait. What, where are you guys as far as this week? You all in on this week or is this kind of just a, eh, okay. It's week kind of like to get to the main event, right? It's like the old hors d'oeuvres and some of them are good. Some are bad. It's a good betting week, right? Cause you could maybe bet some teams. Teams, find out some teams that really need it, some teams that are really going to play desperate. You know, I'll give you guys a perfect example. So last on Friday, everyone was talking about Duke and North Carolina, and Duke was a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at home, 80 former players coming back, tunnel of pride, all that stuff. And there's no way he loses his last game at Cameron. Like, that's what the average fan thinks, and that's what all of us think, that there's no way humanly possible outside of an injury during the game that, that Duke would have lost that game outright. And to illustrate this fact... I said on my show, I would think about putting my life savings on Duke on the money line. Now, I didn't know what – I certainly didn't know what the odds were. That when I looked at the odds and saw they were like minus 900, I said, well, it wouldn't even be worth making a bet unless you were betting a million dollars or $100,000 or whatever. And I'm sure guys did bet that much because they thought it was free money. And, when, and this is a great sign for all the gamblers out there. That big flashing sign that says free money here, free money here. Well, you can walk through that door – um, you don't know where you're getting in that fun house. And I'll tell you this, if, if some guy put, uh, let's put, uh, I don't know, what was it? 10%. So let's say a million dollars to win a hundred thousand on Duke. Well, he took that hundred thousand and lit a match to it. It's, it was almost the most unbelievable thing. And then they gave up 94. They were up seven in the second half with like 15 to go and thought, okay, this is fairly safe. And to lose it by 13 is unbelievable. I love that you brought that up because there was a spread this week that I have, I felt so confident in. Like I was like, I can't believe this is the spread of this game. And it was the Ohio State Michigan State game when Zed Key and uh, Kyle Young were announced they were out of the game. Went down to five. And the Ohio State was still a five point favorite. Uh, and I was like, oh, my. And this was after Ohio State had just lost to Nebraska, mm-hmm. looked awful against Maryland, uh, against Maryland. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is free money. This is free money. The fact that the Buckeyes are a five-point favorite. Playing over, in front of nobody. Uh, in front of nobody mm-hmm. against Michigan State. This is too good to be true. I and I fell into the, as you well, said, the fun house. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I went in on a Michigan of, State. A lot of weird-looking mirrors in that place. You, <laughs> yes. You're not seeing what you think you're seeing. Any line that you think looks strange, stay away from it. Mark, what about you? Your week in sports betting? I mean, to me, that was my big loss of the week. How was your week? 
Uh, I agree with you. This is a, usually a great week. You know, there's even other sports, there's stuff going on. As a Browns fan, you're always paying attention to the offseason, the combine, uh, all the talk about free agency. So definitely all into that. But from a betting perspective, this week was absolutely brutal for me. I, I had CBJ money lines three different games, and they, mm. they lost three absolute heartbreakers. Mm. And a pair of third-period leads. Oh, I was present for uh, the Pittsburgh game at the end with the goalie interference controversy at the end there, too. I mean, so it was just just tough. You know, I had parlays. Everything won. I just needed the Jackets to pull through to win some significant uh, units, and I I lost. Jackets cost me on a couple. Yeah, and by the way, they were great value in a couple of those. Being a dog, you know, against the Kings, I thought they were getting great value. Uh, on Rick Nash night, you thought maybe you had a little leg up there. And for them to tie it with two seconds to go, you felt like destiny was in their hands. But you really did have to win it in overtime when you know the skill that Boston has. But I do feel like when they tied it with two seconds to go on Saturday night, most people thought, okay, there's no way they don't win this. Uh, but you're right, two hard luck losses, played two very good teams. I'm glad you bet the money line because there was value to be had there. You just came up a little bit short, Mark. That's too bad. So yes, I want. I also had a. I had a tip too. A friend of mine was out in Vegas and said he saw the the Bruins player. He's from Boston. He saw the Bruins players, and he knows one of them, Coyle, I think. And he was out hang, hanging out with them till eight in the morning, partying. So he thought they were going to be <laughs> not ready to play. So I, I jumped on that as well. That's that's awesome. Oh man. All right, so we've got March Madness coming up. We're going to go over some of these conference tournament odds here in a minute. Anthony's going to have us guessing at those. But before we do that, I want to talk about one thing uh, that, Anthony, you and I have done for several years, Mm. and we're introducing Moneyline Mark to it this year. This is going to be his first year participating. Uh, But it's the NCAA Tournament Player Pool which to me is a life-changing fantasy uh, uh, contest. And uh, what it is is basically you have to draft players based on how many points you think they will score throughout the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Anthony, you and I have done this four or five years now. I can remember back to you taking multiple Duke players, uh, Duke no, centers, no, Carl Anthony was, no, Towns. I, I think it was UK. Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, multiple yeah. Kentucky players. It was Carl Anthony Towns and and Willie Collins. Yeah, I took the Twin Towers. I doubled up on them thinking I'm going to get six games, which I did. Problem is, one night some guy did great and the other guy laid an egg and the other. They did not get me enough points. So it's kind of those years where do I take Trey Young if he only gets one game, but I get 30 out of him? Or do I take the guy I think is going to advance? Do I have to look at the bracket? Do I have to like the teams because they need to advance? It's a lot of research. I fell in love with this pool, Mark, early on. I'm not as in love with it as I used to be because it's very difficult. But it is such a wild card fun deal that you're rooting for players instead of, well, technically you're rooting for teams, the team he plays for. But um, it's And then you got to take one dude off a 13 to a 16 seed. It's a lot of research to not win, but I'm telling you, I have probably, and and this year I have not spent time on research, but I, in the past, I would spend 10 to 15 hours just pouring through statistics of five games, last three games. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm getting out the calculator on my desk and trying to figure out the, Hmm. the average points. And then you're hoping that other guys take guys that are injured (laughs) because, because you don't, uh, you don't tell people when they're hurt. It's, it's a fantasy league where, 
where there isn't a list of players and you're just, you know, there's yeah. a queue. No, you actually have to sit down and do the research for the players. And I'm so excited that Moneyline Mark, you are going to be a part of our drafts on Monday night. This is going to be so much fun. Sounds like a donation. For me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we invited you. And it you. can be costly because <laughs> when we start doing cost per point, it gets a little weird. And the, one, the one thing I don't like about it is it is a winner-take-all. So you could, you know, you could come in second and be so close, not have to pay the winner that much, but uh, the discrepancy between winning and not winning is pretty big. But you just don't want to get thrashed. You just can't have massive upsets on your team because then the tournament is no fun anymore. Like if you get a few players knocked out early – you're not fighting to win anymore. You're just fighting to not pay as much, and that's what I don't like about it. Yeah, that and that's what I love. Scary. That's what I love because your guys are knocked out. Uh, you're out of it, and you're just hoping for for misses. So, uh, so much fun. If you've never done an NCAA player pool, I highly recommend it. Um, great time. But all right, I Anthony, got a question for you guys. Yes, you've got you've yeah. got our conference tournament odds. I'll so. do that. I'll do that in a second. But I want to get your guys' feeling on the NCAA tournament without seeing a bracket yet. I had did this topic on my show today, and I wanted to kind of decide with people or what the confidence is in, in who can win this tournament and who can't. If I gave you three teams of your choosing, would you do that over the field? No, I would not. What about four? I would need – I'll tell you what I would need. <laughs> I would need – Five teams, and then I would then I would feel okay. Five versus the field. I think you would take. See, I think I would take four, and I'll tell you why. I could just grab all four number ones. Now, it doesn't mean that they're getting there, but when you think about history, that almost two number one seeds have made the final four every tournament, like every tournament. You feel like you've got a really good at bat if you at least took all four number ones. Um, so by choosing the number one seeds instead of the field, you would think maybe you would have the winner. It doesn't – it's close, very close. Mark, how many teams would I have to offer you to uh, take the teams instead of the field? I like five, and I, okay. I think the reason is because you got the four number ones and then you take probably the best number two or the best at large, and I think you have a decent chance. So uh, I, I agree with I, I agree with Mark. Five is my number. Okay. But here's the reason why I don't think it matches up this year. Do you remember two weekends ago when the top <laughs> seven teams in the country, six, all of top them. six yeah. and seven of the top ten teams Correct. in the country, all lost on the same day? Yeah, same day. That's why for me, this, I mean, I don't try. I, like Gonzaga is going to be the number one overall seed. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably be the the team that I will select to win in most of my brackets, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel confident in them. I don't feel confident Gonzaga's going to win at all. You know what? This may be the year that you finally just say, screw it and take a team that isn't like, this may be the time this time that I can actually put down on my bracket, a team like, you know, well, actually, you couldn't probably go any further than eight deep. Maybe but, a Purdue, right? Yeah, like yeah, a three-seeded yeah, Purdue. Maybe something like that. Uh, maybe you get a Texas Tech to the Final Four. But, yeah, it, it's one of those years where you could tell me that you could have ten different brackets and all ten could have a different champ, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. 
So let's look yep. at the odds real quick on the national championship. Yep. You got and and here here's here's this is a good example of why this is so wide open. You look at these odds. Gonzaga is the favorite at plus four fifty. Generally, you don't see that high odds for the favorite of the tournament. But you have mm-hmm. Gonzaga at plus four fifty. You've got uh, Duke, or I'm sorry, you got Kentucky at plus six fifty. You've got Duke at ten to one, which I would probably say that's pretty decent value with Duke. It is now. I don't know what they were before they lost to Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Baylor 11 to one Purdue 12 to one Kansas 14 to one. And then it, I mean, then it's wide open. You've got some 30 to Mm -hmm. one uh, with uh, Illinois. You got 40 to one. I mean, so I love that. I love the fact that the NCAA tournament is going to turn into like a PGA tour tournament. Because yeah. You're going to yeah. have some long shots to actually get to the final four. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's a great example. It's like golf betting this year. Um, yeah. I, you know what? It's, it's interesting. I, I uh, certainly haven't watched as much college basketball this year as I have in the past. And maybe because it has been so wide open, like for the same reason I would have thought Duke could have beaten North Carolina at home. You're thinking, well, this is coach K's last tournament. His team's going to, going to fight tooth and nail for him. I think we're seeing glimpses of the opposite. I think his team feels too much pressure to send him out a winner. We just saw it on Saturday that they felt too much pressure and they couldn't close that game out. Now, maybe they got it out of their system, and now maybe they could do it, have a steady run. But you're kind of wondering what a Duke player feels right now. Like, if you were interviewing a Duke player right now, you'd say, how much pressure do you feel not to win the tournament because you play for Duke, but to make sure that your legendary coach, the best of all time, doesn't flame out early on in his last tournament. It's a ton to carry in to the dance. No doubt. No doubt. And the fact is uh, Duke played in an ACC that is not good this year too. And in fact, I think Bodie brought up on, on my show yesterday that the last ranked team that Duke had played was actually Ohio state. Uh, so it's, it's been a weird year for them, but all right, let's get into the conference tournament. Yeah. You've got the big 10 I tournament do. odds for us. Yeah. I'm going to have you guys guess this up a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe we'll find some value. If you guys guess right, then you'll be right on the mark and maybe there is some value there. Um, I'll let Mark go first. Yeah. There's a team that I love. But I want I want Mark's take first. Okay, Mark, uh, the Vegas betting favorite to win the Big Ten tournament is who? Uh, Purdue? Scott? Yeah, it's got to be Purdue. You guys are correct. You're one for one. Well done. And a big reason for that is Johnny Davis yeah. got hurt over the weekend, who is Wisconsin's mm. best player. Uh, and oh, badly. Really, uh, pretty bad. Like someone compared it to Kenyon Martin. I don't know if it's quite that bad, but it was uh, it was not a good injury on a flagrant foul against Nebraska. Mm. So that's why Wisconsin lost to Nebraska, and that's why they are not the one seed. They're actually the two seed in the bracket. But yeah, Purdue, Purdue to me, best. Uh, I I think their road is really good. So. All right, next, Scotty, you go now. Who's the second betting favorite? I think it's got to be Illinois at number two. Mark? Uh, I'd say them or whiskey. You think Illinois? I think yeah. Illinois. I, I would say Illinois only because Johnny Davis is out or is, is likely out. Okay, I'll go with what you think. Yeah, no, I think the Johnny Davis thing sealed it. It is Illinois. So okay. you guys are two for two. two for well two. done. If you can go 14 for 14, this would be amazing. Ooh, are we, are we doing the three strike thing? 
Uh, not with this, I don't think. Okay. This is because this is a little more. Uh, All right. So we're two for two. You're let's two for go. Two. Let's go three. Yeah. Um, you guys could pull this off. Who's the third betting favorite at four to one? I think it's. I think it's probably going to be Wisconsin. Mark, are you good with with Wisconsin? Unless it's that uh, Ron Harper Jr. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's let's do whiskey. Whiskey at three. Your first strike. Oh! I'll give you three strikes. Oh no! Well, you you talk. You knew with Johnny Davis, unknowing. Like, I think so. It's Iowa. Oh, I was not wow. a heater, man. They're playing some ball. They are. They are. I yeah. didn't think that they would be. Yeah, four better to one. odds. Four to one. What? Gosh, next has to be Wisconsin, though. Mark, you're gonna stay with Wisconsin, and is the fourth nine to two. I think it's either them or Rutgers. Uh, what, what do you want to do, Scott? I think it's one of the two. Scott's good at this. I want to go. I want to go Wisconsin. I just don't see Wisconsin. Uh, I don't see Rutgers winning three in three days. Uh, give me Wisconsin. You are correct. You, it okay. is Wisconsin. So you guys, uh, so are we, one strike in now. Four who, in. Who is the fifth betting favorite at twelve to one? That I think Rutgers, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Or Michigan team. No, Rutgers. Strike Rutgers. two. No. It is the Michigan Wolverines. What? Yep. Twelve to one. Getting hot. Holy Getting cow. Hot. As the eight seed, Getting where they've in the got eight nine game. They're in a fifty fifty game against Indiana in eh. game one. Yeah. And then they've got to go and beat Illinois, right. and then so, they would have to beat Iowa. That, that's awful. I odds. guess we're finding value now. Bad okay, odds. ready? Bad uh, odds. <laughs> you're you're down to your last strike, mm. um, and you've only gotten to, you've only gotten four teams. Now we're at five. Michigan, who is sixth at two teams are tied at sixth at fourteen to one to win the Big Ten tournament. It's got to be Rutgers and Michigan State. I think Scott. I, I, I'm with you on Rutgers. I think Michigan's I think Ohio State's odds are going to be better than Michigan State's. I, let's go let's go Rutgers. Let's lock in Rutgers. Okay. Rutgers. You, you guys are really going down the tubes on the Scarlet Knights, oh. man. It is Ohio State and Michigan State. Oh, at 14 at to 1. Gosh, and Rutgers even has the double bye. So here we go. You're striking you've already uh. struck out. It's over. So Rutgers is twenty to one, then Indiana twenty five to one, Nebraska at fifty to one, Maryland sixty six to one, Northwestern hundred to one, Penn State hundred to one, Minnesota one twenty five to one. So I think what we have found in this little conversation is there may be some value on Rutgers at twenty to one, <laughs> at least getting them into the semis and then maybe hedging it out or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. You know that could be it if you feel they're going to get there. And then the other the other real wild card here. I do think Ohio State is certainly going to get past Minnesota or Penn State. They thrashed them both. They just beat Minnesota by 20. They know they need to win and get some confidence. They might get Kyle Young back for that game, unless they're going to rest him even more. So let's assume that Ohio State is going to match up against Purdue. If you got Ohio State at 14-1 to win the tournament, they played Purdue really, really tough, almost beat them. So there could be a little value on Ohio State at 14-1. to that Michigan team at 12 to 1, they they could be dangerous. Hunter Dickinson comes back. I don't know what his prognosis is. Um you said the Johnny Davis thing. Honestly, it's probably not a good bet on none of this going past Purdue, Illinois or Iowa probably, but I do see value in Michigan, a little value in Ohio State and a little value in Rutgers and that's about it. Yeah. 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 What 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 were the odds on Purdue? Purdue is uh, 11 to 5. 
Oh, so not I mean, just yeah. barely two to one. Yeah. And not, then not Illinois is seven to two. Uh, okay. Well, I can't believe I can't believe that we struck out on that. We were both wrong on Rutgers, Mark. Rutgers <laughs> led you down the primrose path. Mm. Mm. And you know, it's how about the listen, guys, college basketball. I mean, Nebraska goes into Wisconsin and beats them. Yeah, the Johnny Davis injury, but um, it, it's that was early in the second half, so they lost him for most of that second half, right? And and they only lost by a point. But the Big Ten is really tough, man. I know we did our draft last week, and I took both Purdue and Illinois. Don't feel as confident there, but I think once I get into the tournament, I'll be happy I have them. All right, guys, what would be your pick right now, value wise? to win the national championship one pick and we're talking value. We're not just talking the, the team you think absolutely will win it. Um, who, who do you guys have? Who, who would be your pick? And I'll, I'll read off these odds one more time. Gonzaga plus four fifty. You've got uh, Kentucky plus six fifty. You've got Duke 10 to one. You've got Baylor 11 to one Purdue 12 to one Kansas 14 to one. Uh, we could go deeper if you want. Is there another team you guys want? But who would you take for national title right now? Oh, by the way, Arizona six and a half to one. Do you guys have a team in mind? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of do. I'll have to go back to uh, some of your odds. Give me Arizona's odds. Six and a half plus okay, not as much as I thought. And you said Kentucky, uh, six and a half as well. Okay, not bad. Kansas, uh, Kansas fourteen to one. See some value there. Auburn is eleven to one. What about Illinois? Illinois is thirty to one. There's value there with Curbelo being back, and you got the big guy in Kofi Coburn. Um, I'd go probably Illinois with that value. Um, I don't know much about. I'm gonna have to look at Nova. What are they? Villanova is 25. So here's why I give you Nova. So this is a guard-driven tournament, and they have really good – they got a great backcourt. I mean, Gillespie uh, at the point, Moore is great. Like, they're they're a battle-tested team. I would say there's value there on Nova and Illinois. I, I can't give you my long shots today. I'll have to look at those. But um, I would say real value, Illinois and Nova – Middle value would be kind of in that Kentucky, Arizona. I like both of them. And then I think you said Purdue is what? Purdue is 12. They got Ivy. They've got the big guys. There's some value there, too. Um, it's all going to be on seeding, right? The bracketology. And, you know, you want to, if you're going to, if you're going to take one of those, you want them to at least be a one or a two, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mark, anything that stands out to you? Did you, what did you say Baylor was, or did you not mention them? Uh, Baylor is 11 to 1. It's mm. pretty good. Defending champs, too. Yeah. yeah. That, that's tough. It, to oh. me, though, it's like, can you take, I, I think I might, even though, like, right now, when the, the uh, chips are all stacked against Duke after they embarrassed themselves for Coach K's final game, I don't think they're a terrible value at 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I still think they could. You know, they have the talent to certainly run the table. So I would probably say yeah. Duke would be my best value pick. Yeah, I agree. I, I still like Duke as well. I almost think that this kind of – that pressure from that North Carolina game was just so high. Yeah. At home. Yeah. 
it'll be good for them to get out on the road, get into the tournament. And I agree with you. Maybe they got it out of their system, but that was a lot to carry on them. And they blew it. Yeah, They blew it because they were leading in the second half, and I don't know whether they thought North Carolina was just going to fade away and Baycott just killed them inside, but that is a horrendous loss. Ooh. Just horrendous. Like, now, if they go ahead and win it all, then it becomes a footnote. And how ironic would that be? He loses his last game at home at Cameron, but then he turns <laughs> around and wins it all. That would be the legendary status he would need. But I'll tell you what, if they don't get to the Final Four, this is going to be a real fizzle-out ending for Coach K with this team. Like, lose your final game at Cameron to your rival as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite and then not make the Final Four, that's fizzling out. That would be yeah. that would be a rough, rough end for Duke. Okay. Uh, final thoughts here on cashing out before we get out of here. Is there a line? Is there a future bet or something that you guys have been looking at? I know, uh, Mark, you've been all in on the, on the NHL betting lately. Is there something you guys have been looking at this week that you would like to place? Anthony, I'll let you go first on that. Boy, that, you know, and I, I would like to think that, uh, the Jackets could win tonight against the Leafs. It's going to be an offensive-type game. Leafs are really good. They've been giving up a lot of goals lately. So I might be interested in the over tonight on the Jackets and the Leafs. And I'm going to assume uh, maybe we can get six goals and take the over. What do you think about that, Moneyline, Mark? I think that's very smart. I just I got burned by them three times this week, so I got to stay away. But – I do like that. Actually, I take that back. What am I talking about? The over-under is seven. Ooh. I guess I was on the right path. I don't know if I can get I don't know if I can get to eight now. <laughs> um that may be that may just steer me back to the under. How about this? Jackets are I know you, you hate the money line and t- Toronto, they're coming in angry. They've lost a couple and they've given up a lot of goals. Jackets off the emotional Saturday night uh from the Nash night. Maybe this is a night you stay away from them. Um, maybe now I just steered myself back into an under <laughs> situation and try to, well, I said six goals, that would be the under. So um, I'll tell you what, the money line on the Jackets tonight is plus 165. But like you said, they're playing a beast that's lost a couple games. So Elvis is back in the pipes. Um, give me the under now. I say there's six total goals. I'll take the under. Mark, anything you're you're looking at? I got a two for one special. It's a future though. I got the Ravens winning the Super Bowl plus seventeen twenty five and Lamar Jackson MVP plus twenty nine hundred. Ooh, all in on the Ravens. Can I add something real fast? Sure. For people that are listening. Calvin Ridley, the great receiver, has been suspended indefinitely by the NFL, a minimum of one year. For betting on NFL games. Whoa. And taking wow. a leave from the team a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Holy Is cow. that breaking? Breaking. Breaking. Wow. In the last minute. Year suspension. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now that's big time. That's wild. I mean, they're suspending him for gambling on NFL games after he left the team last season. Did he? I wonder if he gambled on his own team. I wonder if he gambled on uh, prop bets. That it said, kind of it said thing. It took. It said it took place between a five-day period in November of last year when he was away from the team for a non-football illness. At least he was away from the team. 
Still. And hopefully he's listening to cashing out for advice. (laughs) Well, I guess your Browns aren't trading for him now. (laughs) So it's a minimum one-year suspension. At least one year. Oh, so he's gone for next year. Yeah. Holy cow, that's huge. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's nothing more, you know, you and I, we all do this. We love it. But there's nothing more important than the integrity of the guys that are actually involved in the outcome. Yep. Yep. And this is the danger of it becoming so mainstream and so accepted. It happened to probably a while back. And it's probably happened. These guys probably bet or tell their friends, hey, I know we're going to be good. So you got to be an idiot to be caught, to be honest yeah, with you. I am going to look and see how we got caught. I, I want to know how he got caught because you just tell a friend. You tell a friend to to place the bet for you. Um, gosh, that's crazy. Wild. All right, what a way to, to end the podcast. So <laughs> next Monday, Maybe we will have Calvin Ridley on. <laughs> we'll have Calvin. He will be the fourth <laughs> host uh, and give us some NFL betting advice. No, uh, we will be. We will have the brackets next Monday. We will go over. We'll be able to pick our final fours, uh, look at our upset picks and all that. So can't wait for that. Cashing out and next a player pool Monday. preview and player pool. That's right. Our player pool draft next Monday, which w- what pick did you get? You, you're like pick three. I'm three. You're two. Ooh. Where's Mark? Uh, Mark, you're in a different one with me, and oh, okay. uh, we haven't we haven't pulled okay. names for that yet. So, all right, we will see you next Monday on Cashing Out.